What is up, my friends? You have made it another week. We are here um, for an episode of True Selfie, and it is Brooke, your host. Listen, it has been week two of our fall break, and can I just say I love my children dearly, but um, it has been actually really tough to find time these last two weeks to really um, dive into topics and really spend time on these episodes and just the mere fact of trying to record them with three children has been a little difficult, but um, we are coming out of this season. Next week, they will be back in school and um, all will be well. But um, so we have previously talked about in episode one about how we can't let outside factors define who we are. And um, we really have to gain a realization that who we are is an inner understanding of whose we are. So knowing that we are children of God, knowing that we have a plan and a purpose to walk out through. And as I began to think of, you know, another way that we don't fully walk in our potential, um, I began to think about the realization that we are called to be ministers. And I'm going to explain that in just a minute. But going through the pandemic in 2020, um, this concept has really been a lot more evident. And we saw that because we were forced to stay home, right? Some of us were laid off from our jobs. So our jobs weren't necessarily defining us anymore. Um, so when everything is stripped away, when the money isn't there, the title's gone, the kids are no longer home. Um, what I'm hoping for is that you guys will start to understand that Christ is woven into every aspect Um, But it all starts and it all ends with who he created you to be. Um, I believe that one element that contributes to this constant need of, you know, people not accepting their role in the gospel is that we don't recognize our calling. We don't know that God is actually requiring something from us. So we just can't accept the free gift of salvation. Um, I mean, we can accept the free gift, but we can't just accept it and say like, you know, God, thanks for saving me. I'm good. I'm just going to sit right here until you come and take me home. (laughs) Like there is actually a requirement of you. Now that you have asked Jesus into your heart, you're living your life to reflect um, him in the most in the best way possible. And I got this revelation from a series that I had watched many years ago called Who is the Minister Here? And it literally wrecked me. I was like, oh my gosh, like revelation. Um, if you don't know what a revelation is, I know that's like a super churchy word. And I try to make these podcasts not churchy <laughs> because... Um, I just want everyday people, no matter your level of knowledge in the word, no matter like where you are in your life, I want you to hear just the simple message of Jesus in the most simple form, in the most simple words. And so revelation is just truth being revealed. So um, God taking off, you know, a covering of what the truth is and making it Um, like an aha moment for you. And so that's what revelation is. And I had this revelation um, with this concept um, after watching this series. And so many Christians 
um, believe that ministers are you know, in a suit and they preach on Sunday and Wednesdays. Some of you guys still do Wednesday church um, like we do at my home church. And, um, you know, the, the person that is marrying people, um, you know, the guy you see at funerals, um, the woman who counsels because there are women preachers in the house. And so, um, and shout out to my minister and my pastor, Pastor Henderson, who is a phenomenal man of God. Um, I am so grateful for his impact in my life. I would not be even speaking on this today without um, him and his wife just pouring into me and praying for me constantly. Um, We love him dearly. So big shout out to you, Pastor. Um, But scripture tells us that we are actually ministers too, you guys. Um, You, if you've accepted Jesus into your heart, you, my friend, are a minister. And so I know that sounds crazy, um, but I'm about to explain it. I'm about to blow your mind. Ephesians 4.11 says this, And he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, and teachers. Okay, so he gave all of these people in our lives, the evangelist, the person who goes to different places and preaches the gospel, the shepherd, so that the the main pastor of the church, the teachers, the, those that are teaching, those that are ministering to the kids, to the youth, to um, the adult classes, the teachers, right? So he gave all of these people to equip the saints. Now you, my friend, are a saint. If you're not any of those things, you are a saint. Um, So he gave these shepherds and teachers to equip us for the work of ministry. Did you guys catch that? You are actually, as a Christian and and a believer, you are actually going and getting equipped to do ministry work, to be ministers. What is your purpose in that? The last part of this verse says, for building up the body of Christ. You, yes, you driving in your car right now, (laughs) like I'm talking to you, you are called to minister to others, which in turn will build up the body of Christ. The life that you're living, the choices that you make, the actions that you do, those decisions is what's gonna help build up the body of Christ. So everyone around you will see that you are different. You know, many of us go to church and we get fed, right? We go there to to learn and to gain knowledge and wisdom and to let the Holy Spirit guide us and and to recharge us for the week, right? We watch Pat or we listen to podcasts. We um, watch, you know, preachers on the TV, like mega churches. They have them, like you can find... Um, there is messages everywhere. Like they're at your fingertips. So you can get fed. And while that's part of the process is for you to, to you, for you to fill up and to be recharged and revived. Um, there is also a second part of that. And that is so you can empty it out. So you can minister to those people around you. It's to gain knowledge, but to take that knowledge 
and work it out in yourself so you are a better representation of Christ and so that when you come in contact with the people in your everyday life, they see something different. The truth of the matter is this. Some people will never come into the church. They will never walk into the church doors for various reasons. Um, it could be they got hurt in church. Somebody, somebody did them wrong. Somebody judged them while they were at church. You know, there are a lot of offenses, whether they're accurate and true or not. Um, people just aren't going to come to church. Um, and so we have that to deal with. But on the contrary to that, I want to say that some people, the only Jesus that they will see is you. Like, let that sink in for just a moment. The only Jesus that some people will ever see is you. And what image is that? Is that an image of Christ? Do they see forgiveness? Do they see love from you? Do they see encouragement? Do they see mercy and grace? Or are they feeling judged? Because they're living a different life than you're living. Do they feel hurt from you because of a bad attitude in the way that you talk to them? There has to be a difference in your life versus the life of a non-believer. If there is no difference, they're not seeing Jesus. Are you stepping out of conversations because they're about to turn into gossip or someone's about to say a bad joke? Or are you staying in that conversation and you're by your feet, you're saying, this conversation is okay. I'm gonna stay here and I'm gonna let it go because I feel like it's okay. There has to be a difference in your life versus the life of a non-believer. If there is no difference, then they aren't seeing Jesus. I heard this, um, I was listening to another podcast earlier this week um, just to kind of prepare my mind, uh, my heart, and fill it with truth um, because that's so crucial in everyday life. If you guys aren't listening to truth every single day and you're not hearing from God, um, make a point every day to put in your ear pods, um, turn on a podcast, do something. Um, just fill your mind and your heart with truth every morning, even if it's for five minutes. And so I was listening to this podcast and um, there was a guy who um, was asked the question, you know, what is the best piece of advice that he has ever received? And he actually said it was from his father and he said it was this, you are going to sell something. You will either sell cars or you're going to sell Jesus. You're going to promote something and always let that be Jesus. And I heard that and I was like, oh my goodness, this is so perfect with what um, I wanted to talk about this week because it just tells you that you're promoting something. People see what you're selling and they see the things that you promote. They see the lifestyle that you promote. Um, They see the thing that you put before anything else is that Jesus 
Do they see Jesus as your priority? Or do they see you going out every weekend partying? Is that an important part of you? Is that what you promote? You promote that lifestyle. Is that how they see you? Do you promote sports? Some of us spend a majority of our time being consumed with sports. Do they look at you and they say, oh, that's the Kentucky fan. He is just like die hard, right? Do they see that? Maybe when they look at you, they see someone who is just a workaholic that literally cannot put the phone down, cannot stop working. You take it home and you work at home. Do you spend more time working at home than you do intentionally pouring into the people in your home, when you're home? What do you promote? What is the thing that you're selling? If it isn't Jesus, if you're not promoting Jesus, you're promoting something else. What is that thing that you promote? You know, I think about relationships and I think about how important relationships are. God delights in relationship. He delights in communicating with you. And he delights in our relationship with others. He delights in unity in relationships. And so our focus and our time should always be relational. It should be, it should not be focused on the title, the money, the job, as all of those things are important and God can use all of that, but God cares about the people. He cares about people. You know, we see God's care for people in the most simplest verse. I can remember learning it as a child. God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son for me and for you. God loves people so much that he gave his only son that at one point in time, we would all be united together. He loves the people that you can't stand, the people that you literally You don't know how to work with them. They are not your cup of tea. Your personality is just, they just go at each other. You don't understand why they do things. I have those people in my life too, you guys. I am like, there are people that I have a really hard time learning to love and give grace and mercy to them. But it doesn't take my calling away. I have to minister. I'm still called to love them. And we cannot love them if we aren't equipped. We have to learn how to love people. We do that by going to church, right? Getting counsel, godly counsel. We do that by reading God's word, serving. There are so many different avenues as to how we can grow ourselves so we can be more Christ-like. Those things shape us, right? To be more Christ-like and to be more Christ-minded. Okay, so the promotional video that I was talking about that actually like 
gave this revelation to me a few years ago. Um, it had a podium and, um, you know, the podium that sits in the center of the stage. Some of you guys have that big wooden podium at your home church. Um, some of you have a more like sleek, modern designed podium. Um, but we just, in this video, it was promoting the, the, the series that they were about to learn or about to do. And so for the promotional video, they were taking that podium and in this one, I feel like it was just like a real big, like old school wooden podium. And, um, they were just doing like still shots of this podium in different places. And so like you would see the podium and it was just sitting in a, a cubicle at work, just like a super bland, you know, white walls, white, <laughs> like everything is white. Um, very unesthetically pleasing to the eye cubicle and the podium was just sitting in the middle of it. Just like a still shot of that. Okay. I'm trying to like describe it to you so you guys can like visually see it. <laughs> And so you would see the podium and then it would move, um, into like a city, like, um, basketball court kind of like caged in, you know how they have the basketball courts caged, um, you just like a fence around them. And the podium was like sitting inside the cage, like in the middle of the basketball court. And so it was sitting there and you would see the still shot of like, you know, the, the city in the background with the podium just in that basketball court. And then it would move um, and you would see it in the middle of a classroom at a school. Like you would see just a, a normal school setting, right? Desks and stuff. And then the podium was um, sitting in the room. It didn't even matter where it was. It was just in the room. Um, they would take it into an operating room at a hospital and they would just place it there. And you would, you would see the picture of the podium there. Um, then you would see it. Um, and what I relate to the most is a seriously chaotic and messy home, <laughs> um, with kids everywhere. And the, the podium would be just, you know, placed right there. And the, and the image of just the, the simplest, like still shot of these images of this podium being placed in just everyday settings it literally wrecked me and I don't know. I began to think like if the picture were taken of your everyday mundane go to, you know, work, whatever, like whatever place God has put you in to be a Christ influencer whatever that image looks like for you, you know, the place you go to every day, where you spend a majority of your time, whatever that looks like, just place a podium there. Would people see a podium at your influential spot? The place that God has you in for this season, would they see a podium? Because there should be one. There absolutely should be a podium in the spot where you are. Do they see Jesus? That's the main point. We have to get to the self-realization that people need to see Jesus. Are you ministering 
with where God has placed you. Mark 16, 15 says this, Then he told them, Go and preach the good news to everyone in the world. Anyone who believes me and is baptized will be saved, but anyone who refuses to believe me will be condemned. And I think the scariest part as we wrap this up today is that fear of refusing to believe, that fear of rejection. We don't share because we don't want them to say no. We don't share because we don't want to feel um, like they're going to make fun of us. I hate even saying that because like when you say, I don't want someone to make fun of me, I think of like a child, like, um, being a child and how I don't want to do something because I don't want to be made fun of. Um, but there are a lot of Christians that are grown adults that don't do things because they don't want to be made fun of. Can we just grow up and represent Christ? Take the pressure off of you. Because this scripture tells us, some will say no. It says it, anyone who believes is baptized, but anyone who refuses will be condemned. Does that change anything? It absolutely does not change a thing. There are people that are going to say yes, and there are people that are going to say no, but he still requires us to minister regardless of what their response is. And a little side point for you is that ministering doesn't have to be so like, let me tell you about Jesus. Um, come to church with me. Like, it doesn't have to sound so like pressure, like um, overbearing. It doesn't have to be that way. It doesn't have to sound so religious, right? Just shake religion off today. Shake it off. When Jesus went around He was a man of very few words. He let his life shine and people saw a difference without sometimes him even speaking a word. So don't feel like you have to just unload all of these words and ideas and you have to do this long prayer over people. That isn't it, you guys. Just start living your life for Christ. So people actually see Jesus when they look at you. When they need Jesus, they come to you. Actions speak so much louder than words. Let's pray. God, I thank you for this moment in time where we can just come together through technology and share your word with people who are eager and want to hear it. And I just pray that you bless them, God. Give us boldness. Put something inside of us, your spirit, your power, for us to be bold enough to make decisions, to know that we have to change the way that we're living our life if we're not living for you. God, let people see Jesus in us. Let people see your son through us, I pray. Help us, God. To, to pull back those attitudes, to pull those, those judging thoughts, Lord. Pull those back. God, just pull them out and replace it with your love, I pray. I pray against the religious spirit that has risen and that is 
has been around since the Bible days. God, we see it with the Pharisees and how religious they were in their thoughts and their heart. And I just pray against that, God, that your your people, your the Christians of this world, God, would rise to the occasion and understand that religion, God, laws, and all of that is it, it has its place, God. But you came, you sent your son for, for us to save us and to share the love of Christ with everyone around us. God, let us just love people. We don't have to understand why they are a certain way. Help us to just love and forgive and give grace and mercy whenever it is needed. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, guys, it has been a whirlwind. I'm telling you, fall break has literally messed me up. I cannot wait to get back into a routine next week um, where I'm getting up early. I'm telling you what, I love to sleep in and (laughs) I have enjoyed the last two weeks of like sleeping in, Um, but it has literally wrecked me. Like it's thrown me off of my game. And so I'm excited to get back into the routine of just getting up early and feeling like I have me time. Do you know what I mean? Some of us, um, and I've dealt with this for many years as a Christian, like get up and make time for Jesus because I'm telling you what, if you don't do it in the morning, you're not going to do it. Just hear, hear your girl tell you truth. Okay. You're not going to do it. I have tried so many times. Um, I'm like, I'm just going to sleep in until seven. And then I know when the baby goes to sleep, I'll have like three hours and I'll spend time with God. Then absolutely. It does not happen every single time I do that. So I'm just telling you, even if it's for 20 minutes and you can get up and just if all you can do, I'm not a morning person. If all you can do is just get up and put your, your ear pods in and let someone else speak. Like, just do that. <laughs> let someone else talk to you. I don't talk in the morning. Like it is, it is very hard for me to do that. So be encouraged, my friend. Um, share this with someone. Seriously, just go share this with someone. Um, let them hear truth. Give them Jesus, even if it's through my voice. Just share Jesus however you can this week. I challenge you to do that. Encourage someone, forgive someone. Some of you have people you all need to forgive. So forgive, love, give grace and mercy. Um, I can't wait to come back next week. I hope you all have a great week and I will see y'all soon.